is the results that count in life. You take a fruit that grows on a tree, the result of the fruit is what counts. But the reason of the tree not producing the fruit won't count. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. If you're a father, then Father's Day weekend is coming up. No better time to have more conversations featuring the overlap in parenthood and leadership. And while leadership is a skill whose importance is heavily emphasized in the workplace, as high performance coach Devin Bennetson said, fatherhood is leadership on so many levels, in our homes and in our communities. I will add to that and say parenthood is leadership on so many levels, in our homes, communities, and at work. Everywhere we go, we reflect the families we have been part of. And members of our families are also a reflection of that. There are many stereotypes out there of the African parent. And the typical memes we laugh at on social media, like all depicting the strained relationship between fathers and the children. Perhaps giving us a clue as to the lack of great communication between many bosses and their teams, right? We hop, we come from our homes, fearing authority and not engaging with it. So ripple effect continues. Now, to be fair, none of us come into promotions or parenthood with much experience before stepping into those roles. Every role has its own challenges and maneuvers and every child has their own personality and ambitions. We can only do our best and hope it suffices. And when it doesn't, we can apologize and learn from the mistakes. On this level as well, parenthood and leadership find another similarity. They both require vulnerability. We don't know everything. We have to ask and we have to give to receive. Things like trust, explaining our vision, and helping others for maximum impact. All these things and more will have us evolve to accommodate the new things we have learned and grow. As natural born to lead as we may be, there always room to grow. We are not perfect. We need a check and balances to keep our attitudes in check, right? So today's guest is extra special, not only because of the upcoming holiday, but also because they are a great reflection on my skills on and off the mic. He speaks to me openly, and today we're going to have an honest dialogue about life and leadership, the realities of authentic leadership at home, work. What better person to do this with me than my son, 
Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. Ali Raza Mutazaversi. He's uh, currently in his third year of the advanced diploma in computer programming analysis. And then he plans to pursue his degree in software development, whereby he seeks then spe- to specialize into, it tells me, web development, uh, mobile application, you know, all this techie stuff that some of the time I hardly understand. It talks to me about cybersecurity, ethical hacking. Now, I've never understood of ethical hacking, right? But, you know, hacking can be ethical as well. So he gives me all these jargons, which a father of my head sometimes uh, have a challenge to understand. But anyway, uh, I trust him that he's doing the right thing for his future and it's his future, right? So without further ado then, my son, Ali Raza, Karibu sana on ERP. And hey, make me look good eh, while you're at it. Thank you so much. First and foremost, I would like to thank you for having invited me as a special guest for this podcast. So Ali, what is it like to have me as your dad? It's an awesome experience. Why do I why do I say that it's an awesome experience? Having heard your stories from the age of 18 onwards when your father passed away and having the responsibility to take over the family was a great challenge for you because you had you had you had a younger brother as well as a mother to take care of and that happened and that happens to be your uncle and your grandmother right correct yeah <laughs> yeah understanding okay. this whole situation yes was very challenging to me but then as as you explained the whole thing to me, I mm-hmm. I understood this. I understood the whole scenario, and I had to digest it, which was very hard to digest at first. But then, why? Well, you're 18. Your father passes away. Yeah. Your brother is only nine years old. Yeah. And your mother is around 50 years old. Yeah. That's a great responsibility as an elder brother. Mm-hmm. But no matter you started your career as at Ethiopian Airlines, then slowly moved on mm. to KLM. And at the age of 25, you became a senior manager at KLM. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly, slowly moved on to Precision Airways, where you were the marketing director. And then gradually you grew, grew, grew at Precision Air and started your own company known as Noesis Strategic Institute. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a great motivation for me as a son to see my father growing in life and facing many challenges in life. 
And all this comes to commitment. Mm-hmm. I was going through a video, motivational video, three days before, and this video is by Les Brown. Les Brown says in his motivational video, there are two things in life. Number one is results. Number two is reasons. Most of the people give reasons for not fulfilling fulfilling their dreams. And those reasons do not count in life. It's the results that count in life. You take a fruit that grows on a tree, the result of the fruit is what counts. But the reason of the tree not producing the fruit won't count. Hmm. Interesting. Aha. So so everything you see is about reasons and results. Mm -hmm. And coming to that, in addition to that as well, commitment is the most important thing in life. You need to stay committed. Whether it's cold, whether it's hot, whether it's hard, whether it's easy, you just need to stay committed. And when you stay committed, you know that you're doing the right thing and and going the right way, then that's an awesome thing where you're heading for. Interesting, Ali. Interesting, because when you say about uh, results and reasoning, so what do you think was our relationship, you know, you and me? How did we uh, grow up together? Was there anything that that impacted you? Or was there anything that I had done that was that was impacting you as we grew well in terms of reason and results well yeah there were reasons and results uh-huh when i come to the let me start with the good point first then come back to the bad <laughs> bad point well okay when we come when we come to the results i can see that i i felt that you were very strict on me and that strictness made me become committed in life Mm-hmm. Uh, help me grow in life. Help me understand what's life about. Help me achieve results, which I never knew that I could achieve. Nevertheless, failing my A levels was not it was not a demotivation to me. Rather, it was a motivation for me to work harder in life. Mm-hmm. And now, as I as I look back. Mm-hmm. I really thank that you were there for me at every point of time, whenever I needed you. Coming to the reasons part, mm-hmm. when I when we come to the reasons part, we never had the actual time to spend together as a father and son. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying that? Because we were more focused on resu- results. We were results-based people. So you were working, I was with my school. Yeah, so we mm. never got time to spend together as a father and son. We never got to travel a lot. Yes, we traveled. It's not that we didn't travel, but we didn't travel as, we didn't explore the world as it's needed to. Yeah, and that's one of the thing. that's one of the reasons. But otherwise, apart from that, there's nothing that was hindering our relationship. But just tell me about about the strictness. So, you know, whenever we are talking, it's about, you know, building that leadership, you know, you as a leader, how are you helping me? Uh, Being a son, you can still be a leader. How are you helping me as a father to perform better? What were you doing? I remember there were things that you were really good at, right? In terms of, let's say, relationship. Uh, what are the things you felt, especially when you said, you know, uh, I was strict 
What did you mean by strict? So when what I meant by the word strict is that you always wanted me to have an A. A, 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 A. Yeah, that's that's very good. But the thing is, that mm-hmm. made me stand on my feet and ensure that I aim for a, for an A. Even if I don't get an A, I can mm-hmm. get a B or C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you were there and you stood strict. You were so, firm in your decisions. So what happened when you got a deed? Was I upset with you or how how did that work? When you got a C or a D? I remember you were upset. You started. You told me. You told me of why did you get a D? We have tuitions, and you still get get a D, and that was kind of demotivating, but well and good. It was. I never took it seriously because I knew that this is not the end of the world. There's so much to come ahead. I have my O levels, yeah, O levels exam that my form falls, and well, even then I didn't perform as expected at receipt for my O level exams. Receipt for my O level exams where I did way better than I could than I did before, and yeah. So therefore, I say that life is like a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a learning lesson as well. Whatever, whatever happens, happens for the best. You just have to know how to, how to handle the situation, and the right time to handle the situation. Awesome. So, as a, as a leader, when you're saying that, so when you look at 21st century leader, as you look at yourself now, how do you think from that? interaction we have we had ourselves uh, if you had a son today how would you handle that son of yours or a daughter or if you have a child how would you handle that well, this the 20 growing up in the 21st century is very challenging mm-hmm. why am i saying it's very challenging number one is because of the peer pressure children receive nowadays mm-hmm. that they want to do everything at a very young age children are daring mm-hmm. I remember during my my time in grade four, I was a daring kid. And what happened is I remember that I pulled out a boy's chair in class when the teacher was teaching and this and the poor boy fell down and hit his head on on the chair. And thankfully he didn't bleed. But then what happened is when he fell down, I started laughing whilst the, the class was learning. And the teacher comes up to me and she says, why did you do that? And I said, I just did that for fun. So she called, she takes me to the principal and the principal even punishes me as well. And she writes in my diary. And the next moment when I get back home, as usual, my mom comes up and requests to see my diary I tell her okay she sees my diary and she goes the first page is our comments by the teacher that this is what Ali Raza did a very disturbing moment in class and the next moment I realize is that I get hit by my mom and she gets angry on me and I get punished Hmm. well and good that's not the end of the story but then when my dad comes back home that's the that's the worst situation when a dad comes home from work and a mother just starts grumbling to all mothers out there i'm just yeah that's the that's the worst situation 
never do it just wait for a moment when the father is home because you don't know what challenges he has gone out he has he has faced out there and then you start grumbling on him when he's home that's the worst challenge uh for for a child himself and for the father well my when my father was back home he got all this grumbling and the next thing i realize is I, i'm in a dark room where i have no idea of what's there in the dark room but i'm already in the dark room and i start crying for 5 minutes and no one's there to help me yeah so to all mothers out there when was this remind me this was this, this was in 2008 yeah 2008 where in dar es salaam or rusha in dar es salaam wow okay yeah so to all mothers out there i just and it's just a quick quick uh, notion that please wait when the father is back home then then start grumbling but please don't start grumbling as soon as the father is back home because that can cause major issues interesting to 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 hear that and, and i actually forgot that part i can't remember doing that but okay it may be because of the uh, result based father who wants to get the son to uh, uh, the maximum results not realizing how impactful it will be so if uh, if today you uh, you're a father and ali is your son if you were to be in my position how would you handle your son uh, at this time and moment what would you do differently so growing up in this world right now is challenging because of peer pressure as well as children who want to do daring activities mm. especially those who are in their teenage life mm-hmm. so what i as a parent can do is you need to monitor your child's activities how he behaves his behavior at home mm-hmm. is very important mm-hmm. because once you get to know your child's behavior then only you can take action mm. you cannot take action of your child unless and un- un- unless or until you see or monitor your child's activities mm. awesome and that's very important that relates to child upbringing yeah i i i think uh, i think you're right in that terms i mean if you look at our era uh, my era for instance and that's what i learned as well is we have done a lot of mistakes right uh as we were bringing we were trying to do the best for you but in trying to do the best for you we might have done different styles to get you to the best results we wanted you to perform because we were very performance oriented and so not defending myself but it's a learning part of saying okay when you are a father uh and you or you're at work you're pressurizing for results but you don't realize when you're coming home you're doing the same thing how would you handle that because you know you have different lives you go you go to work do you think that that impacts the way you also uh behave with your children well um life can be stressful i agree you uh, especially when you're a father you need to handle the home stress your work stress and that can be stressful i agree but at times when you but at times it comes to a point that spending time with your children is very very essential why am i saying that it's very very essential because that creates a sense of bond between a father and his child and 
that's where a father will know his child more better and the child will know his father more better. I don't say that we did not spend time together. Yeah, we spent time together, but that time was not spent uh, more expect more than expected. Okay. When I say more than expected, we did it it was ve- you had a very busy schedule. I understand your trainings that you had to go to, but that shouldn't hinder you spending time with your son or your family. Mm-hmm. Because in this era you need to you need to have that time with your son and family. That's what I can say. Well, you know, that's very uh, interesting that you bring in because I'm learning some new lessons. Of course, we had had our discussions earlier about how life is, and I'm glad that you're so open because there's so many fathers like me who have the challenges maybe, and there's so many children like you who have the same challenge. And I think it's important that we learn from those challenges. Uh, and for us to be better and always try and be better. That's where I have that challenge is I'm very best setting. I'm a very result oriented reason and results. And I'm very focused on the results. It may impact reason sometimes, right? And it may also impact the way we, uh, we behave with each other. I might find it that I'm okay, but it may not be okay. How would you have, what would you have done differently? What would you have done differently to pull me out of that? just wanted to add a point before you go to the next question and when i say that spending time with your son or family it can be anything just going for a walk yeah just playing soccer with your son because in this part of the world where i'm when i where i'm in canada right now i can see that there's a lot of bonds between fathers and children whether you're old whether you're young father Every Sunday, I see parents taking their children to the park or anywhere else, and they must do something or the other. And that bond grows day by day or week by week. Whatever you can do, soccer, whether it can be for walk, whether it can be cycling, whatever activity that you and your son feel is interesting you, go ahead and do that activity because trust me that's gonna you won't realize it now but you realize it when life comes ahead of you and i don't want all the fathers or all the sons to go through what i went that's why that's my advice so basically when you look at that ali i think there's a lot of learning for us all that you know we have to be more um mindful we have to be present we have to really understand our journey. And you know, failure is not the end of the world, right? Failure is the beginning of new opportunities, right? And so if you look at what we have done and what we have come across, that has been the most, uh, the most uh, critical part of our life that we are learning from each other. And happily, I'm happy to learn things that you've been uh, saying. And you know, it'll be important that we both uh, look at things a little differently as we move on and and get things uh, moving. How do you feel now about our relationship? Having grown up and having lived alone outside, outside my comfort zone, outside my home country and living in Canada now, I do understand 
the responsibilities that I need to do on my end, which are very important. And that's what was the thing. I used to depend everything on my parents, my father, especially my father. But now since I'm alone, I need to take over the responsibilities on my own. And now I understand that this relationship has has been really really important in molding me to become what to become what I am now if it was not for you i don't know i really don't know where i would have been because you were the one who taught me about responsibilities okay you told me do this do this do this at times you 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 used to send me to places that i was scared i was a shy person i was literally shy of speaking to people but then when i came to canada i had to speak i had to be open with people and that's why i'm open with you as of now and that's the relationship that you taught me right and i thank you for having brought me up in this way okay well um there always is the, the the different part of lives and of course we always try and do our best for you and you do best for us but do you feel that relationship of father son is becoming more closer now are we open to each other can we talk to each other in an open way or is it still uh, that part where you feel uncomfortable speaking to you to me or to your mother it's more of I I would say it's more of a stronger relationship now as it was before. Mhm. I can relate to you everything that I feel right now mm-hmm. rather than I could relate before. You know there's this notion that says that <clears throat> when you're a teenager or when you're young you won't tell your parents anything but you will tell your friends everything because your friends are part of your life as well. Mhm. And you feel comfortable with your friends at that point of time but you won't tell your parents or relatives anything at that point of time however as you grow up you start learning how life is how how life is and what needs to be done in life and that's where you realize the importance of speaking to your parents mm mm yes you need to know the challenges that you will encounter you and you won't know these challenges until you talk to a parent since this is all this this is because a parent has gone through all all the past and he might know that what's good or bad for you mm, awesome and that's what most of us as youths lack in ourselves we do not want to open up with our parents The main reason is because the parents are very busy with their own life mm-hmm. and the son or daughter is busy with his or her own mm-hmm. life and they fail to sit together as a family and that's where all the problem comes and kicks on. Absolutely, absolutely. And it really relates I mean it also relates in in the work life or any any life that you see as you move on when that happens. a lot of challenges come across but anyway ali thank you so much you know you are you've been so open i i appreciate nakama kawaida uh, before i let you go i need you to do uh, another thing for me right uh first you have to answer a question uh our last guest 
Zinat Tower. You must be knowing her. I know you call her Auntie Zinat. Uh, professional trainer and coach and mediator left you. She said, What initiatives can employers in Tanzania um, and worldwide, I guess, uh, put in place that can help nurture uh, and develop adolescents? Because now we know this is uh, an amazing time of their life uh, where the neural growth is going to take place and hone in right into adulthood. Uh, so I'd, I'd really like to, to know that. Firstly, let me start, start with this notion. A leader, a leader is the one who shows the way, goes the way, and leads the way. With that being said, I will advise all employers to motivate, to have a motivation mindset. Because without having a motivational mindset or inspiring mindset, you know where as an employer. Therefore, you need to have a very good relationship with your, with your employee. Yeah. So when I talk about this, it all comes about, uh, it all relates to a father and son relationship. Yeah. When you see an employer, an employer is like a father and an employee is like a daughter or son. So you all, you need, so this is all interrelated about an employer and an employee and a son and a father. So it's just all this, we need to understand relationships in life and how to handle relationships in life. That's very, very important in the current world. More, it's more about motivation, inspiring moments, sitting with your employees. And this is what, always what I think and say to myself, because I have a vision and goal in mind that I need to have a company of my own that will be more of technical and technology. And one of the things that I think is very important or will be very important to me is having having meetings with my staff or having warm-ups sessions, brainstorming sessions, which most of the companies like in this era. And this thing is very, very, very important. You need to have brainstorming sessions. You need to have lunch sessions with your staff because that's then only your staff or your employee will know that oh, my employer cares about me. That's the other way of motivating your staff to work harder towards reaching their goals or vision. You know, they say an employer and an employee, that relationship is very, very important. That's what I can yeah. say. Perfect. Awesome. So you're going to leave a question for the next guest to answer. What's that question? Why do you think relationships are very hard to work out at the moment or why are relationships a challenging way in this current era and what is your advice to building a better relationship in life that will be my major question because the reason i'm i'm i've been concentrating a lot on relationships today is because the way the world is going now it's heading towards a totally different direction and having spoken as well to my dad or so-called Murtaza Versi, I know that I know how important is it to have relationships and that's why I say that we need to focus on relationships now and not wait until the moment the last moments that's 
what I have. Okay, so finally, 30 seconds to send out a broadcast message. And you can say to the world, your philosophy or, you know, your life, love, leadership, anything. What is that thing that you want to say to everyone who's listening to this podcast? Life is a learning lesson. Whatever mistakes you do is a learning process for you. Therefore, do not take failure as a demotivation. Sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up. Failure should not be a hindrance for you to move on in life. Personally, let me relate a story to you. It's a personal story. I've be, I've failed thrice in life. And that's, and let me be honest, that's one of my courses at college. But that's not a hindrance for me to move on further in life. No? There, sh- there should be so many motivational things that will raise you up in life and you will stand up. And I'm proud now that I've moved on with life. So failure should not be a hindrance for you to say that, oh, now I failed. Now what's what's the next point or next stage in life? That should not be there. Even if you look, even if I take you back to my A-level results, I performed horribly in my Form 5. I actually got triple use, to be honest. But then that wasn't my hindrance to say that, I won't succeed in life. Well, people will come up to you and tell you you won't succeed in life. But that should not be a demotivating statement for you. Instead, that should be a motivating statement for you so that tomorrow when you come up onto them, they see you as a visionary and goal-achieving person. That's more than 30 seconds, Ali. But you know what? Uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, And if I don't say this enough, here it goes. I'm very proud of you and I wish you the best in everything you wish to do. And to all of you who are listening, let us raise uh, our glass this weekend to good dads. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. Cheers to all. Merci beaucoup. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutrazaversi.com forward slash board to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, Go to matazaversi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.